And now, MBFJ presents our last ever, never to be reprised, very most final, Madlib theme song with Jingle Bells because it's Christmas. Three years ago, we, we got a podcast and talked about our private parts. Tiny and bottle. now we're gonna wrap it up. Grab a drink or smoke some hot. <laughs> we're gonna need it for this <laughs> <Okay>. one. <laughs> private thoughts. No longer. Right along. How does that make you feel? Just have a lot of feelings. I don't remember. Uh. What it's like to have a father? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this shit might get too real. Here is Christmas themed even a little bit. This Christmas episode sucks! I'm haunted by Marley's ghost. You did that last time. I'm running out of material, man. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's finish, finish this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's final podcast. Ours. Us. It's our last one. The world's dunnest podcast. One last time. Oprah's favorite God bless us, everyone. Man, it is time to end this podcast. We've done every <laughs> bit we have. <laughs> uh, we couldn't have a Christmas episode without starting it the way we've started our other two Christmas episodes. Hi, my beautiful friend, and Merry Christmas. <gasps> Merry Christmas to you. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And if they don't know that at this point, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're screwed. They're starting at the end and working backwards, which would be a very, very awkward way to listen to this podcast, I have to tell you. Yeah. It's our last episode, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> it is. And I feel, I don't know. I, I'm like, honestly, excited to have finished this project that we set out to do. But I also feel just mm-hmm. sad. You know, I'm a little sad too. But I think that we can rest easy knowing that we did this thing just as we went from page one to page, what, 365 of this fucking journal. We did it. Five times. Five times. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We can be done now. We've done plenty. <laughs> we just don't finish the last two weeks. We did it. I can't believe you read through all that shit, honestly. I can't believe you stuck to it. The first, I don't know, within 10 episodes, you're like, I can't read this. I don't know what you Can you tell me what this is? I was like, this is not, we're not going to make it. <laughs> I know. And we're still friends. Well, closer to siblings at this point, perhaps. Except for, I don't want to talk to my siblings as much about like taint and taint adjacent things as you and I talk to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gaping hole. Okie dokie. It um, wouldn't be our last episode if I didn't bring up your hole. Wouldn't be any episode if you didn't bring up my hole. <laughs> Speaking of still being friends, we saw each other on Sunday <gasps> just a couple sure days ago. We did. I know in Florida of all fucking places in America's droopy dick on the underside, the Gulf Shore, we saw each other in Trampa Bay, Florida. Honestly, it was just two hours, but it was delightful. I'm so glad we got to. It was. We got to be gay together. We had brunch, and then we went and had wine, and then there was a puppy adoption on the street, and we got to cuddle a little pit bull named Wiggles. Oh, my goodness. Wiggles. I didn't <laughs> know her name was Wiggles, but she sure was wiggly. Oh, um, and really also, good. just like last year, you were the first person to give me a Christmas gift. Oh, How sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, is what I meant. Anywho, um, it was, you know, a... a brief and fleeting moment but it was delicious and delightful and then you went home did you do anything good in the last two days not since we last spoke uh things are good in denver you know just uh working on work working on getting ready for christmas we're heading back to des moines this year for christmas which we didn't get to do last year because pandemic everyone came here instead um so yeah kind of looking forward to a a bit of a more normal christmas you know getting back to some of our favorite traditions as people are listening to this you're probably already there definitely already am um what is going on with you and christmas well first of all how are rehearsals going and second of all do you get to see anyone on Christmas Day? 
Okay, well, let me start with the second of all. Chrisom Day, no. Um, I love that I just accept the way you say that shit. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be my cast and I. I've done this once before, and it was on a ship, and it was actually really fun. It was in, in the journal on that second cruise contract. We had a lovely time. Mm-hmm. So I do think it will be fun. Sometimes it can be nice to do a friend's Christmas situation. I, we do a little Secret Santa sunshine? I think I think we're going to... I mean, it's an actual Secret Santa, because it's in it's in uh, yeah. December. Uh-huh, it is. Someone else is organizing, because I can't. I just can't fit one more thing <laughs> in my mind right now. Or in your butt. Or in my butt. I've got a lot of shit in there, dude. <laughs> Fucking Santa Claus's bag. Wiggles. That's where Wiggles went. <laughs> Wiggles, no! <laughs> but it'll be fine and fun. I've kind of already, you know, resigned to not having Christmas at home. It's going to be what it's going to be, and it's okay. It would have been too much of a stress. I have, like, a day and a half off, and I just didn't think I'd be able to make it. Um, yeah. As far as rehearsals. So, remember last time I was like, it's great. I feel great. This show is fun. I can't believe I'm enjoying singing country music. That all remains true. Oh, I thought you were going to say, that came to an <laughs> ugly and abrupt end. No, that's all good. Um, we have moved on to another show, and I don't think I've hated performing a show more. It is. Oh, no. The singers are not really in it. We're basically props and a couple times technicians, which is quite scary for the girls. We're hooking into harnesses to fly above oh, the theater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have let you do that for me. Hello? No offense. We've got some like <laughs> oohs and ahs and shit. But what happened was they made this show for aerialists and dancers and. Years later, they were like, you know what? We don't want to waste these singers. Let's throw them in there. I was like, waste us. Please waste us. I would rather have the night Mm -hmm. off. (laughs) Anyway, we stand in what they call Dementor costumes. They look like Dementors. Mm -hmm. And by Dementors, I mean the ghost of Christmas yet to come because it's the Christmas episode. (laughs) Keep bringing it back. (laughs) Big, like, black hooded robes. Yes. And we count, like, 40 measures at a time. And then, like on the third beat of the 41st measure do a flick and then count another 24 measures it is it is not yeah, fun no that you um, can't even just zone out for that anyway that's all fine and good i accepted what it was i'm like you know what it's going to be at least it's easy i'm not going to stress about it and today um we learned a new part of the show and it is the first of several gayest moments of the week Ooh, roll that beautiful bean footage i didn't even hold it back this time gay gay Okay, so because it's our last episode, I give us permission to do as many gayest moments as we want. Is that cool? Oh, good. Yeah, because I had a pretty gas week, honestly. Great. So my choreographer is explaining to me this next part of the show, and she's like, okay, so what you're going to want to do is grab your ribbon. I was like, "Mm," (laughs) to quote you, excuse me. (laughs) But I just like bit my tongue. I was like, okay, grab the ribbon. She's like, "Um, you're going to do this choreography, left, right, left, center. Okay, and then you're going to run off stage. You're going to do a quick change. And this is when you're going to get into the uh, yellow chicken suit leotard, right? So get into the leotard, and then you're going (laughs) to run down the front set of stairs you're gonna get up you're gonna help the magician assistant uh you're gonna grab his wings you're gonna do some flapping off stage no 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 no. you're dealing with a bird costume and stairs we've been here before cam Cam, i was like i am being punked right now and she was saying it so earnestly she's like okay so the chicken suit's gonna be this Uh uh-huh it's i guess this like yellow leotard with a with a feather headdress anyway i just set that aside and let's back up for a second ribbons okay you know if you give me ribbons similar to wings, uh-huh. whatever happens next is your fault. I do not promise to behave. <laughs> By ribbons, you do mean like rhythmic gymnastics yes, ribbons. Yes, like ribbon yes. dancer. I am, and it mm-hmm. is, Cam, it's ribbonography. I was like, no way is this happening right now. Did they say just like, <laughs> just make it beautiful? Just like really get out here and and just, you know, let your freak flag fly? Or does that ribbon have to go like specific places? No, there's choreo, but, and I felt pretty good about it until maybe our second or third run through it. 
and then I got tangled up in it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this <laughs> this could happen and will happen. The recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the first gayest moment, ribbon dancing and unitards. I don't think it gets a whole lot gayer. Well, try. What's the next one? Oh, okay. My 21-year-old castmate this morning... I don't know how it came up, but he asked what barebacking was. It probably came up because my other roommate and I were talking about barebacking. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You're a monster." Continue. He was like, "What's barebacking?" And I, I begin to explain it, and he was like, "Oh wait, wait, is it like felching?" And I was like, "I, I was like, well, barebacking is the first step to felching for sure." <laughs> It's an ingredient in the felching recipe. But there's a key extra part. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he knew what felching was, but barebacking, like the most simple of concepts, wasn't there. Hello, straight boys. What can I say? Anyway, that was my other gayest moment. Um, I guess that's it. The third one is just seeing you. But, you know, that's plenty for one week. It was pretty gay, yeah. How about you? What are your gayest moments? Well, my all of my gayest moments took place in Florida. Well, actually, one of them didn't, but it's going to be a content rex. We'll get to that a little bit later. My sisters-in-law, Kate and Annie, they've been on this very podcast. You know they're very curious about gay things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We love that about them. Well, their brother, my husband, um, also likes to... Um, I don't know, be a gay Sherpa, tell people gay things while while in mixed company. A, a Gurpa. A Gurpa. And the first night that we were in America's Droopy Dick, we were in the pool after we'd gone out to drinks. And um, it was actually just Annie and her husband, me and Peter. We were waiting for the other two to arrive. They were on a later flight. Um, and Peter, somehow poppers came up. And Peter was like, oh, I keep those in my dop kit. I've got some upstairs. Oh, God. Fast forward to 10 minutes later where Peter is floating around the pool chasing in slow motion because pool his sister annie with an open thing of poppers trying to get her to do poppers in the pool which um she did eventually as did my brother-in-law by the way annie are you okay are you okay annie (laughs) well played really well played um so that was great and then we had uh to perform the exact same show with different actors the next day as peter slowly floated around the pool chasing kate and getting to do it kate refused to learn what it was called she kept saying did i do a pop it oh bless her yeah god sweet mamaw um she she did in fact do a pop it <laughs> as did her husband so all four of our in-laws uh got to try poppers as a party drug um there were a lot of questions like, is my butthole just going to fall open? Um, <laughs> is this necessary for butt sex? Like, it was just so many curiosities. At this point, your heterosexual in-laws have done more poppers than I have. And I don't, truly, I don't understand. Ever, I understand the concept that relaxes you and, you know, generally relaxes sphincter muscles. It, it doesn't specifically relax sphincter muscles. It makes it easier to relax your muscles, I think. I don't really like poppers. Um, I did one to show the group uh that it was pretty harmless uh did a you know a little bit of a sniffy sniff and it gave me a little head rush for 30 seconds it was kind of funny like my knees ooh, my knees feel funny you know like kind of just head rush it has never done anything for me sexually um but a lot of people love it so god bless it's it's just it's not really my thing but peter likes them well um maybe all you good boys and girls will get some poppets in your stockings <laughs> this year for christmas <laughs> oh i love that you've taken up the mantle of making sure we keep this episode nice and christmasy thank you so much for that yes maybe maybe 
<laughs> you naughty boys and girls, instead of coal, you're going to get poppers. <laughs> you're going to bad, bad elf, huh? <laughs> my other gayest moment was also my sisters-in-law also wanting to see gay shit. Um, I mentioned one evening while we were having drinks in passing that uh, something about OnlyFans, and they were like, hey, do you have an OnlyFans? I was like, well, obviously I don't have one, but I subscribed to a couple. And they were like, oh, let me see it. And I was like, what? Like, do you really need to look at OnlyFans right here at the table? They're like, yeah, no one can see. So I, like a fucking noob, passed my phone across the table with my OnlyFans pulled up, and they wouldn't give it back. For like 20 minutes, Kate and Annie both, like, leaned over my phone so no one at surrounding tables could see, and, like, in stage whispers, discussed every photo and video that that came up in OnlyFans. I had to... uh, I had to explain a few things. Yeah, it was just uh, it was just very gay. Well, the brothers-in-law, completely unfazed. Their husbands, they're like, no, this is not surprising at all that our wives are looking at dicks and asking about, you know, artistic gay porn while we're trying to have nice, uh, nice drinks for someone's birthday. So, anyway... Kept it gay in Florida. It's like when Alana gets a grinder because she just wants to get dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> but going back a few minutes, I did mention a bit of a content wreck that was also a gayest moment of the week. And it's something that I happen to know we both watched on Netflix. Hello, single all the way. But we didn't talk about watching this, which is shocking. I just happened to watch it one night. Actually, it's pretty tragic. I was like, cool. I can watch the new Sandra Bullock, the new Benedict Cumberbatch, the new West Edge Story, or maybe the Alanis Morissette documentary. And I went with single all the way. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Considering the season, I really do support that choice. Also, how dare you call it the new Benedict Cumberbatch? It's the new Kirsten Dunst. Thank you so much. Oh, what? I don't even know what the movie is. I just knew Benedict Cumberbatch is in something new on Netflix. Yeah, it's uh, something about dogs, the, the wisdom of a dog or a dog's way or the dog's toupee or something. I don't know. It's supposed to be great. Oh, the dog's stupid. I heard about that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, landed on single all the way. I'm not mad I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hallmarkiness of it. I do feel they leaned hard into making it a hallmark type movie. It is... I should say garbage. It is an atrocious movie, but it was fun. Yeah, that's the whole point. They were trying to do, like, they do, just like Hallmark does, any number of throwaway feel-good Christmas movies, and they did one with gay characters instead, and they didn't make a big deal about the fact that it was gay. They just slotted gay characters into one of their shitty plots, and it was fabulous. I loved it so much. I actually cannot stand a hallmark christmas movie usually for that very reason but because it was gay i was like ah i get it all of a sudden totally yeah i guess that's that's true they opened up my eyes and my hole i uh i thought fingered yourself (laughs) other than obligatory like yas queen slay you want to see your uncle do something like there's a lot of like Uh very on the nose gay moments but they were just being gay people that wasn't like and we're gay and here's the gay subplot and here's our coming out and here's the whatever it was Mm. like the fam like there was no comment on it which we've talked about at length i'm sorry at girth before is uh (laughs) is lovely to watch the gayest part about the whole movie is the fact that it starred kathy and jimmy and jennifer coolidge (laughs) that is true (laughs) okay here's the thing michael yuri is a broadway star featured heavily on ugly betty and a juilliard trained actor he was i think he's cute as a button the very worst actor in that movie i was like my goodness (sighs) it's as though he was making fun of bad hallmark actors maybe that's what he was doing it was so bad I did. So, I was so not nearly as offended by him as you were. I and like. I, I thought it was. The, I I think everything was at the level. Like everything was at the same level of campy, like delivering pretty shitty lines. That's. I think the worst part of it was when they tried to allow Instagram influencers into the first like thirty seconds, and we had to watch Kyle Krieger try to make an acting face, which was so fucking painful. <laughs> but that's what I feel like. I feel like Michael Yuri was doing an acting face the whole time. I was like, you know better. How dare you? It's it's as mm. though he was making fun of those people. I don't know. What Maybe was he was hiding his erection because the other love interest is so hot 
both love interests are hot. Uh, one is obviously like friend next door hot, um, and the other one is like pinup model hot. But both could get it. Um, Philemon Chambers, look him up. He's fucking hot, and he's like understated hot. Although there is one scene when he walks out in his towel and just stands there for a long time. There's not even a, a hint of a shower or a bathroom nearby. They're just like, huh, <laughs> I think we forgot a naked scene. Here, throw a towel on for this one. <laughs> There's not a hint of a shower. <laughs> There's just like no obvious reason for it. They're like, uh-huh. here, wear this towel. He's like, mm, the scene's in a museum. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> uh also uh not to be overlooked the other love interest the one that might throw a wrench into everyone's plans is luke mcfarlane who is the sweetest hottest dude he was uh he was from brothers and sisters uh gay gay on tv long ago um so fucking sexy if you google that man and just look at his instagram and scroll 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 scroll, so you see a shirtless photo my God, that body. He's, yeah, and he's a, charming. He also has bulked up quite a bit since Brothers and Sisters. He was pretty thin on that. I loved Brothers and Sisters. Let's Me bring too. that back. Sally Field. Oh my God, I love it. Okay. And Sally Field. Let's talk about that next week when we... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the real gay stars of this, Kathy Najimy and uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Really, Kathy Najimy's lovely. Say Najimy. Najimy? Najimy. 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 It's Kathy Najimy. Famously. Her name is famously Mary Sanderson. <laughs> anyway, she was fine. Like she's great. She's lovely. Jennifer Coolidge is the the standout. She's always good. She's so like she's so self-aware for how ridiculous she is. And she's always some version of fucking Jennifer Coolidge. Always. But like there's the White Lotus version and there's the Hallmark movie version, and they're all great and they're all unmistakably her. There's a pageant scene which is worth its weight. It's worth its weight in gold. It was my favorite thing. <laughs> she's so insane. I will give it a, a toot rather than a boot. How about yourself? Oh yeah, toot toot all the way. Single all the way. <laughs> knew you're gonna say that yeah um it was fun it was trash but it was fun any other content for us oh i don't think so nothing Christmassy. um i did watch king richard which is definitely worth a watch very very good we've talked about that on here before oh, yeah um, that's it's on, on hbo max so you don't even have to leave your house that actually was on my same list of with uh benedict cumberbatch alanis morissette sandra mm-hmm. bullock king richard <laughs> single all the way <laughs> <laughs> um well can i tell you uh. i have a new gay classic that you must watch immediately oh Yes. I don't know if it's a gay classic, but oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's called Flawless. It's an old indie film with Robert De Niro, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's got Daphne Rubin Vega and also the guy who what first played. Fuck? I know. The guy who first played Angel and Rent um, is like a side character. It is so fucking funny. The lines are amazing. It It's like kind of serious. It's pretty serious, but then it's also hysterical. For example, Robert De Niro has a stroke right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Not a spoiler. It's like the main plot point. Okay. Um, hilarious. Yes. I get where you're going with this. He walks into his apartment limping with his face looking like he had a stroke and his old lady neighbor is like, what happened to you? He goes, I had a stroke. <laughs> and she goes, you think that's bad? I didn't sleep a wink last night. <laughs> 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 all right so it's camp well like kind of yeah and then philip seymour hoffman is playing this drag queen it's made in an era where similar to Tu wong fu drag queen and trans woman are, are the lines are really blurred um yes because truly philip seymour hoffman's playing a trans woman and then some other okay. characters are playing drag queens it's all good the writing is so fucking funny it's a little ridiculous it's 
I just love it. I highly recommend it. It's like, it's so quotable. Every line I'm already, I've watched it one time and I've already quoted it so many times. Okay. So here's my issue with this. I will absolutely watch this. I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, you watch this old gay random ass movie. How? How? When there are Christmas movies, when you have kvetched for weeks that you have not watched a single Oscar film, and some of them are streaming on your television in your apartment, how did you end up watching something that is 30 years old? I'll tell you exactly how. We were having kind of a tough day at rehearsal, and my castmate, who uh, is another gay man of my age, was like, listen, there's this movie you have to watch. It's going to bring our spirits up. I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was a perfect, like, he had it on his hard drive. We just pulled it up. We needed to see it. And he was so right. It just filled the moment. He knew. You know what I mean? That's how. Love that. Okay. Also, love that. quick update. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been to the movie theater. And ladies and gentlemen, I <gasps> saw Dune. I'm very excited. <gasps> oh my God, you did? Yeah. Oh, we love to hear it. Did you love it? I loved it. I'm not going to review it, you know, months later at this point, but I, I just thoroughly loved it. And I'm just so happy that I finally oh, got Dune out of the way. The rest of the things I don't mind seeing on the TV. I can yeah. get the HBO version. I just really wanted to see Dune in theaters, and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. And speaking of HBO. Oh, fuck. SJP Back in the Flesh, Sex in the City reboot. <sighs> what are your thoughts? I can't believe we almost didn't talk about this. I, yeah, I mean, there's your content fucking recommendation. Um, I... I'm so obsessed. It feels like the same show to me. I love it. I know that the people are having some issues with it and like every start to a reboot is a little bit clunky where we have to get through some exposition, et cetera, et cetera. It feels like same writers. There is no problem with everyone getting back into character like there was with Will and Grace where it was like, who are these people trying to play Will and Grace? Like it, it just feels so familiar to me. I'm mm-hmm. very here for it. Even if it's a little stumbly, I think it's like finding its stride already. I'm so into it. Two episodes in. I love it. Chef's kiss for me. Okay, I also love it. Really into it. I will disagree with them finding their characters right away. Um, I I think that's true of SJP and Charlotte. I don't think it's Cynthia Nixon's fault, but I think they are writing Miranda in their obviously sending her down a new path of some kind. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to give any spoilers here, but she, there, some of the stuff they have her saying and doing, I don't believe Miranda would do. I'm like, she's a little too with it for this. She makes a mm-hmm. bunch. She's like it's buffoonery at the beginning of of the first episode and i'm like okay miranda's got her shit together she would not be this much of a mess uh she always had some issues with being messy like she she does have her shit together professionally but she would always like overshare and have to apologize or like like um wear her feelings on her sleeve or be socially awkward i don't think it's so outside their own possibility it is a little bit caricature i'll give you that but it didn't strike me as like this isn't miranda it was like wow she's like uh like at a 10 right now as yeah. far as like all of miranda's character flaws are like on display it's not it's not so bad that i don't don't believe it at all it's just like a little mm-hmm. much for me the other thing that's a little much and i get it it's you know you have to feel your way back into the current landscape out of a early 2000s tv show the progressive stuff is a little on the nose while i do appreciate we're getting a much better representation across the board in the cast of of genders of races of sexualities that is lovely but they do mention it every time every time they bring it up there's a point to it it's not just these people existing in the world because these people exist in the world it's like we're bringing them into the world and here's the line where we're going to explain it to you i okay so i agree with that and i mean i guess we could talk this to death and we certainly don't have to do that on our last christmasy episode of my best friend's journal christmas, but christmas, I, christmas. Do, <laughs> I do feel like um 
I mean, maybe it could have been done a little bit less uh, like hitting us with a woke hammer over the head every time. But I do feel kind of like uh, it all yeah. hits right for me, the direction we're going. But I will acquiesce to say that like some of the the delivery has been like a little bit um, clumsy. None of this bothers me enough to not like it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I wish there was a little more sex, but it's only two episodes. We might get there. How are we going to get through the fact that like we dealt with a serious death in the first episode, as everyone knows now, and... The actor that plays Stanford Blatch actually died, like, either during or shortly after recording. Like, they're going to have to write him out or kill him off or something. It's very sad. Two things about that. One, RIP, it is sad, but I'm not mad that we're going to lose him as a character because they're trying to replace Samantha with him, and I am not here for it. I do not enjoy it. He's not very likable at all in this current rendition of the show. I, I famously hated him in the original, too. I mean, I, I think we've talked about that at length here. I really do not care for that character, so I'm glad he's not going to be there, but I, of course I'm not glad that the actor passed away. The other thing is, speaking of Samantha... I love what they did with her. I love that they did not kill her off. That would have sucked. Also, because they had another big death, they couldn't kill off two main characters. Um, I just like that while I don't believe Kim Cattrall is ever going to go back there, they, it is open and it makes sense. They, they treated mm-hmm. it. Well, it is something that character would do. I, I think they handled that very well. Yep. Um, I also had a little teary moment. Love Samantha. Yeah, that was good. All right. Well, you know, nothing like spending time on uh, this, our final episode, starting to recap a show that we're not going to finish, but Hey, that's who we are. I'm going to finish it. I'm just not going to share my thoughts about it. <laughs> I meant, I meant finish talking about the first season. Cause uh, I don't know if you realize this, but this is our last episode. We're not doing this again. Also Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. Also, there's some Christmas in the journal this week. Cause we're in the last part of December. So should we get into the journal for the last time? For the last time. Let's do it. Gird your loins, lube your thighs. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are we going to do the Princeton Rub? What's the Princeton Rub? <clears throat> the Princeton Rub is uh, masturbating between the thighs of a lubricated man, pretty much just, you know, fucking him right under his ball sack. Oh my god. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I kind of, <laughs> that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> happened to you? To me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like hooking up with a guy in college and I think he might have thought we were having sex. But, um, you know, this is but, like a, the Princeton rub is, you know, like face to face, not like from behind. Thinking it was also face to like face. A, yes. Oh, OK. So he just didn't know how sex between two men worked. Mm-hmm, that might have been it. <laughs> Did he just pump a load right under your sheets? From I'm pretty confident this is another hookup I terminated. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Pulling an old Mike Wessels. All right. On that note, journal time for real. One last time. All right, it's December 15th, 2017. Mike, where were we? Well, we're nearing Christmas. I think we just had a dog's toupee gig. Hopefully the last one, because if it makes it to this final episode, that'd just be just be a real shame. Um, <laughs> and it was for uh, Fox News, and I believe it was a punishment for them. <laughs> you felt good participating because you knew it was going to ruin their party. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, what else happened, though? I really don't know. Okay, well, let's find out. Okay. All right, it's December 15th. Ooh, twas a week and change before Christmas. And all through all the right. house, not a creature was stirring, not even the gerbil inside Richard Gere. Because <laughs> he uh, died. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the gerbil. Uh, I meant the gerbil. <laughs> Is Richard Gere alive? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. You ran into your friend Amelia on the train. Bedelia? Who is Amelia Bedelia? Amelia Bedelia? That's like a it's like a children's character. Never in my life. She is a famous children's book character. She is 
sometimes mischievous. You talked with a friend about how you're not into Christmas at all this year, but then you went to Target for Christmas tree decor and you put lights on the tree. So you're trying to force that one in, huh? Just like that guy that I hooked up with in college that thought he got there. (laughs) Um, Nothing too interesting the rest of the day. December 16th. Oh, this is a long entry. Diddy in the morning. Um, That's our friend's cat. No? Diddy in the evening. Diddy at supper time. Yeah, Diddy. (laughs) When um, Diddy's on a bagel, you can really eat Diddy anytime. Anytime you'd like. Um, (laughs) Diddy is our friend Sam's kitty that I am cat sitting for like two weeks. I think I watch her through Christmas while Sam is home for the holidays. Okay, very good. Um, Who are Jenny and Ashley? Can I say those names? Yeah, part of my Ithaca girls. Great. Well, you met Jenny and drove to Ashley's. You had ramen with a whole group of people in Astoria. Oh, uh, yeah. You met Emily and Mike at Amy's Nutcracker at Tillis Center. Oh, my God. Fuck face yourself. What happened? She was just playing violin in uh, a pit of, of a Nutcracker somewhere, and a bunch of us went to go see her, and I did not bring her goldfish. Okay. Well, um, Amy, you're not going to Because like- he was dead, I would have. I tried. <laughs> All right, well, Amy, you're not going to love this. Uh, Mike said that the second half of your show was great, but Mike and M dozed a little in the first half. Oh, Cam, <laughs> not that. <laughs> it's because the violin was so pretty. You know, Gabriella always said, she said oh. this to her dad. She was like, listen, if you fall asleep during one of my concerts, I appreciate it. It means it's great music. You can't fall asleep if it's very hard to listen to. Oh, well, isn't that very nice of her to say? Something like that. I might be paraphrasing. <laughs> you had dinner with a bunch of friends at your other friend's restaurant. Back to Amy's. You lit Hannah candle and danced. Huh? Hanukkah candle. Oh, no, this is Hanukkah candle. <laughs> gotcha. You lit the Hanukkah candle and danced, smoked and hung with Amy's parents, filmed Gabriella's Christmas song oh, yeah. with new lyrics, stayed in Long Island. My goodness, uh, you're all over the place. A couple times we've done this Christmas song with uh, Amy's dad. I have laid on their grand piano in their living room um, very sexily while he plays it. And uh, it's a hoot. <laughs> a hoot and uh, very a half. sexily. <laughs> a hoot and a half. I think I changed the lyrics because she's getting married. Have yourself a married little Christmas, maybe? Oh, I didn't uh, do that. That'd be clever. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity, if you ask me. December 17th, spent time with Diddy. You, just you and the cat. <laughs> Playing cards. You, sir. You served at work. The holiday party was a bust. I'm so sorry to hear that. I served through the whole thing. Oh no! Even though we closed early. Yeah, they like they're like all right. We'll close the restaurant, have a holiday party, like in the space with no one here. There was people there, and I was still working, and they were having a holiday party, and I was like, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then they split your tips with everyone that attended the party. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> December eighteenth. Um, you decorated the tree. I really hope you're getting more in the spirit here. Um, I think. Maybe I'm not in the spirit because I'm hosting it. I'm pretty sure my mom and sister come for this Christmas. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Maybe I'm just stressed about it. We will find out. Keep reading. (laughs) You did put up a tree, and I can't imagine you were doing that just for shits and gigs. So we'll find out. Um, You said, let's see here. You went to lunch in the Christmas market with your friend from work. Couldn't go ice skating because owns the rink. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We were like, let's go ice skating. It'll be so sweet. Get up there, and it's like the tramp uh skating rank or whatever (laughs) and and i was like i will not support this december 19th uh got all my laundry done congratulations you managed at work for your third time that week and then you wrote and sent dad's christmas card spoke of a new normal and asked him to make a transition easy oh well that was good of you to ask wow i'm surprised well i guess it makes sense i sent a card to be like hey I think I said last week he was being uncooperative, uh, which was very frustrating. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that. Well, then we won't say anything else about it. December 20th was in a great mood and on way to shop when Tara was rude and annoying with comments about vegan Christmas menus. Oh, my Mm. God. (laughs) She's gotten better since. This is the same woman who was like, can I please bring a turkey to your vegan Thanksgiving, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) She uh, has been much better lately. Also, I care less. I'm like, you know what? I will make myself food and everyone can do what the fuck they want. I just, I've I've let that ship sail. Uh, Anyway, you said you're going to try to just let it go, but it's frustrating. I am buying groceries and cooking for you folks. Please do not complain about the ingredients I put in. I promise it'll taste good. Um, Which is totally fair. If uh, they didn't want you to host Christmas, they should have offered to host or figured out something else, um, you know, accommodated you in a different way. But if you're going to eat Christmas dinner at someone's house, you're going to eat what they're cooking. Damn it. And truly, that's only some shit you'd pull with a sibling. I mean, you wouldn't ever, Absolutely. ever pull that with someone else. Would you pull that crap with Annette? <laughs> Look at you, Tridonna, you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. Or something like yeah, that. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's sucker chanting. Um, December 21st. Think I went to Whole Foods for a pre-shop. Oh, good. So you don't even know. Prepping meals and planning. You managed again. Doing well. Scheduling Christmas planning. Mm. got a haircut at hell's <laughs> kitchen in the morning you got a 200 hundred dollar bonus from work oh that's fun that's nice and for a restaurant they don't usually get bonuses no sir uh on the 22nd you spent the morning grocery shopping yet again you said it was a nightmare cleaned apartment and made oreo truffles yum i love oreo truffles oh, me too so good so easy to make oh Ooh, i should make that for my cast i'm going shopping tomorrow i'll do oh, that you should so much to do alone mick and kick usually help with this stuff were they not there no, they moved a while ago. I've been with subletters. Uh, right. uh, you wrapped a few gifts and you met Tara uh, with some friends before a John Bellion concert. Oh, my God. You always talk about this person. Isn't this like you're in Tara's guy? He's my guy, really, that I introduced to Tara the same day we mm. drove home from my dad getting sent to prison. So this is full circle. Right, right, right. That was a full yes. year ago. Actually, almost exactly a year ago. We were. It was December 19th, uh, 2016. Oh, yeah. So this is okay. the 21st, you said? Anyway, mm-hmm. we're watching a John Bellion concert. So, um, you know, he wasn't tainted by the that day after all. <laughs> taint joke, taint joke, taint joke. <laughs> um, let's hear it. You said you forgot to eat all day. Concert was good, but I'm just so tired. I get it, man. Nothing like the exhaustion around the holidays. Am I right? I'm feeling it now, dude. <laughs> December 23rd, picked up mom from Penn Station and made her soup. Uh, boo. Prepped what shepherd's you, pie. What are you booing at? She... <laughs> Do you not like soup? I'm not biting. <laughs> I don't. Well, you don't bite. It's soup you can mostly um, like sip. Which is my real issue with it, honestly. Go on. <sighs> uh, you prepped shepherd's pie uh, while she wrapped gifts. Dropped her with Tara, then last stop at Whole Foods and Holiday Market before work. Mom and Tara ate at Blossom. Oh, that's fun. Then Mom came back after close to ride home together. She knocked over the... She she knocked over the tree. And I was frustrated, but tried to not be. It was just an accident. We reassembled it together. <laughs> it, like... She, she fell down into the tree... And it crushed like three presents and took out the whole back of the tree. It was like not a little bit. And the funny part is I was just like, she just leaned over to grab something and fell over. It was not her fault at all. Just, and I was like, Oh God, I was so busy and working so hard to get everything done. And like Tara hadn't Uh even seen the tree. We weren't even, wasn't even Christmas yet. And I was like, damn. Um, But I was also like, what can you say? Nothing is going to be helpful. Just let it go. Like, but you know, fighting that feeling fast forward the next year, her mother, 
falls into her tree, does the same exact thing, crushes some presents, breaks the back of it. And my mom was like, Weibo. She was so frustrated. And I was like, okay, so I did better. (laughs) Yeah, but the difference there was Weibo was trying to steal the gifts to send them to Cuba. Oh, it's fine. Oh shit, that is so funny. I love that you were like try try not to be mean. Let's just go ahead and put well, this back together. You also, know. you went to all this effort. You were not in the Christmas spirit. You're running all these errands. You're like, I put up the fucking tree just to have it kicked over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Uh, well, you you were up early to finish prepping. You made sushi. Oh yeah, Christmas Eve, traditional Christmas Eve. We have meal. long since abandoned all traditional Christmas things. So now we're just having fun. I, it was just pretty. I made so much fucking Love sushi, that. dude, and it was gorgeous. Then your sister and brother and your sister-in-law came over. You ate apps and drank sangria, did gifts and just C and R. Oh, with just C and R, with just your brother and sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, got face care and black hair. Nope, oh, blackhead sucker. <laughs> I told D- my brother. Delightful. He was like, "What do you need?" I was like, "Honestly, I want like." That little tool, it's like a tweezer, but it, it pushes blackheads out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's what I want. And it's like, you can get it at a, a pharmacy or whatever. At the Walgreen. Yeah, at the Walgreen. I said that. He buys me this like Korean face sucker <laughs> and he must have spent so much money on it. And I was like, I would never ask you for this extravagant face sucker. I would ask you for an extravagant penis sucker, but <laughs> you're my brother and that's awkward. <laughs> You after you got your black head sucker, you played card games. Shepherd's pie was delicious. Watched Broad City. Very tiring to host, but fun so far. You're doing great. I did have a great time. I remember. I, I remember this fondly. You're doing great, sweetie. All right, December twenty fifth. Merry Christmas, Mike. <gasps> bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Christmas. And you said, great day. Aww. Started with mimosa, coffee, and gifts. Uh, faves include goals journal and new five-year journal. Oh, because this one's almost over. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and as is the one I got as that gift because it's a five-year journal, but my last couple years got a little aggressive. So um, they just became one. <laughs> it's fault. So. It's a four-year journal now? It's a five-year journal that I have demoted to a four-year journal. Fair enough. You're just going to start doing journals like normal people because you write so goddamn much. Yeah, going to have to. Um, Let's see here. Well, you made banana pancakes and sausage. We all had a little edible. Mom, too. Oh, that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Tara made dinner. She's sick. Oh, well. Caring for Tara and mom is exhausting. Oh, Christmas. I explained this to you on an earlier episode where they were like, "Mm, coffee, water. Yeah. The idea of two grown women just sitting there looking at you like, (laughs) (laughs) December 26th, Avo toast with mom, cab to the nutcracker, gorgeous at Lincoln Center. Yeah, that's fun. Freezing out, Freeman's for a drink and a cool hidden alley. Not to be confused with Hidden Valley, where the ranch comes from. <laughs> then he went to Apudo for ramen. Love me some Apudo. Long wait, but so delicious. December 27th, coffee with mom and brought her to Penn Station. Get on that train, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Catching up on your journal before you go to work. Trying to work out. Oh, trying to work out New York plans. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Trying to work out your New Year's Eve plans. <laughs> you know me better than that. Uh huh. Lots of half plans right now. December 28th. Blossom early. Oh, I said it. Blossom early to work on menus and adding new hires to books. Drove with Chris and Tara to Grandma and Grandpa's house with your aunt. Oh. You brought Paradise Dinner. Is that a restaurant? 
Yeah, it's their favorite restaurant nearby. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And chatted. They seem well. Was bummed when I got home to not have anyone to share my feelings with. My feelings with? I have a journal. Um, well, I don't know what feelings. <laughs> Full disclosure. I made that up because I don't know what this says at the bottom. Share my, oh. what do you think that's going to say? Leftovers? Joke? I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say you're bummed that no one's there. You're gonna have to reconcile that. Um, on December 29th, slow Friday at work. Really bummed I couldn't join E, Mr. Threesome, with his invite to the apartment in Chelsea. I always want to be alone, but I want to be alone with someone. Five <laughs> years of this journal without a love. Oh shit, she's getting oh, introspective. God, I'm not happy with how this ended. <laughs> I've never seen you roll your eyes harder. <laughs> I love it when you get annoyed with yourself. He was like, "Hey, come over. I have I'm I'm house sitting for someone in a beautiful Chelsea apartment. I don't know why the fuck I didn't go. Oh, I don't know why you didn't either. You could have porked in Chelsea. Was I working? I don't know. Um, nowadays I feel different. I would rather. I don't know. <laughs> I love being alone. <laughs> I just like my me time. I love my me time. It's a very rare thing. Um, Peter and I keep talking about the possibility of maybe renting an office somewhere if we're both going to be working from home until the end of time because it's just a lot. Uh, I, I mean, I love my husband. I love being around him, but it's like all yeah. day, every day, including when like our offices share a wall. And like if he's on a call, I have to leave. And if I'm on a call, he has to leave. And it's like, OK, maybe we it's need a little bit of our own space here. Psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pandemic times have uh, have become way too normal. And sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, no, no, we got <laughs> we got to get out of here. Maybe Santa will bring you a new wing of your house with a separate office. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> a new wing. Santa, all I want is a new office wing. <sighs> December 30th. Spent morning filling in the missing two weeks of Japan from this journal. Oh, my God. You let it go that long. Oh, my God. Blank. That was years Blank ago. Spot in your journal. You just put it in your phone, right? I put it on my phone and I had to write it all in. So I had completed the journal by New Year's. Also... I don't ever learn a lesson. You cannot teach an old dog new tricks. I have a week from when Hannah made her Broadway debut that I still have not put in the journal that's on my phone somewhere. And I'll be doing the same thing too come, you know, the week of uh, New Year's Eve. Like next week? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So you were uh, making sure this journal was done. Um, then you had a busy shift at work trying to decide if I'm just going to go hang with your friend Ryan for New, Year, New Year's Eve instead of partying. Another lift took me to New Jersey. What is going on with lifts? My apartment was near the exit to the George Washington Bridge, which leads to New Jersey. So I guess if people missed, you know, whatever the turn, you end up in New Jersey. It was mm -hmm. obviously common enough, but Christ, Jesus Christ, it's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Um... <laughs> Let's see here. You have a little, oh, I love it when these are at the back of the journal and you can write a little bit more because there's more space. You said, a homeless man came begging at Blossom near clothes. I was conflicted but compelled to invite him in. I got him a burger, hot tea, and dessert. It seemed to mean the world to him. There are homeless people around all the time, but I don't know why I took action with this guy. Was happy to offer some brief relief, but sad knowing it was limited. God, well, like just hungry and cold in new york city just being cold for so long fuck you know what i mean can't think of anything lonelier Oof. um yeah i don't know that you know helped for the night but that's all yeah i mean but that's the that, that is the way of it i mean happy to help for a minute and just understanding that it's not you know that's not forever but that was good of you to do what you could in that moment i love that you did that um and just like that 
Hey. We're at the last. <laughs> we're at the last uh, entry. Are you ready? Yeah, this is where I buy a Peloton. <laughs> uh, Nothing like a very um, uh, timely, dated reference, specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. To go out on, I love it so much. If you're listening to this in the future, you need to go watch the first episode of Just Like That. Actually, what you should do is go watch the first six seasons and both movies, and then the first episode, or else you won't get it. Yeah, just press pause in this podcast, do that, and come back to this episode. Oh, yeah, and the original is called Sex and the City, then there's Sex and the City, the movies, and then the reboot is called it Just Like That. It's on HBO, which is a, a television network. If we're living in a world where they don't have this information, they definitely don't have access to this podcast. <laughs> oh, sure they do. We're putting this in a time capsule, launching it into space. <laughs> I'd like to launch you into space. No suit. <laughs> Uh, shut up and let me read this last entry december 31st 2017 gonna meet sam and aaron for brunch at candle oh we've been there together huh yeah love it yeah would like to try to see hannah too before heading to ryan's felt very nauseous right after brunch but it was delicious if not overpriced (laughs) uh shopped with sam and aaron then napped for 10 minutes to feel better (sighs) all right oh my gosh i'm getting a little emotional okay Did not feel better, so smoked a small hit and packed a bag. You took a train to Ryan's in the 11-degree weather. We had Chinese... I'm getting emotional. This is ending. It's... I hate it. Um, I hate goodbyes. You're good at goodbyes. I'm bad at them. Um, oh, no, you're bad, but for a different reason, right? <laughs> I'm just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> he just ends FaceTime and logs off. <laughs> you be nice to me, bitch. Uh, you watched Postcards from the Edge. Is that what that says? From the Edging? I have no idea. I don't know. And some and some Order of the Phoenix. Oh, final line of the journal. Cheers 2013 to 2017. Now for the next five. That's it. That's it? That's it. I hate ending things. I hate it when things end. Well. <sighs> Oh my god, this is sad. It is sad. I mean, the episode's not over, just the journal. <laughs> I know. I gotta tell you, um, I'm sure I've said it before on here, um, but I can't imagine taking on an undertaking as big as this podcast with anyone else. And uh, before we get into all of our goodbyes, I want to say a special thank you to you, because if you hadn't taken up the mantle of all the hard work, all the editing, all the producing of this, and learned a whole new fucking skill that is many people's career <laughs> this uh podcast would not exist so um cheers to you my friend you made you made this happen and, and thank you for making sure that we saw it through to the bitter end we made this happen this was very much a team effort i could not imagine doing it with any i couldn't i could not have done it with anyone else this would not be what it is um and i think the listeners can attest to that from my office in los angeles california through all of the craziness of 2020 through countless Airbnbs and different moves, et cetera, et cetera, oh et cetera, God. to you being in Florida of all places. <laughs> I blame you for this. this and is, me being in Colorado. It's a real time capsule. Never predicted where we'd be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we started this before the pandemic. We saw the whole lead up to it. We're still kind of in it. So I can't say we made it, you know, to the other side, but like through vaccines, at least, we committed, my friends. And thank you also for being so vulnerable as to share your journal with me and the world. Uh, it was a privilege to be able to read it. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable. This was not your journal. You didn't have to offer the things you offered. And I feel like you, a lot of people have related to you and your story and to 
you know, you had a hard time growing up and turned out pretty fucking cool, if, if, <laughs> if not a little ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> it's just, you know, you didn't have to. You, you, you uh, opened yourself up, and I don't just mean, you know, the filthy way. <laughs> my hole. Yeah. Well, before we get into listener mail and our regular uh, housekeeping um, to, to end this for, for the last time, we have some some thank yous we need to make. We do. Uh, first of all, all of our guests, uh, starting with Mick and Kick. My sisters-in-law, Annie and Kate, Aaron and Sam. Amy and Gabriella. And uh, Kick again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kick got in there twice. Honestly, all those people besides coming on the show have been such massive support for this they are all regular listeners and just like hugely you know supportive in our life too and not just the podcast and they just they're very special people and they were on here for a reason speaking of supportive um i would like to do a quick special shout out to a very supportive friend who's been listening and commenting on literally every episode in the background since episode one that is uh my friend ciara and i wanted to say specifically today is her 30th birthday um she's pissed that this podcast is ending (laughs) and this is not a nice birthday gift but uh the least i can do is say happy birthday here so happy birthday ciara we love you happy birthday ciara and also thanks for the fun content she's put in some feisty listener mail and it's been delightful (laughs) she sure is she's the one that ordered a dildo to her office (laughs) um i want to thank alec my friend from california who taught me how to edit (laughs) natasha who is our resident violinist gabriella's sister my mom thanks mom i'm so sorry for everything you had to hear and her mom weebo love you weebs you haven't supported this podcast even a little bit but man you sure provided content Thanks too to Peter, my husband, for writing the melody and accompanying us uh, on our theme song, which will not get out of anyone's head ever. And to Heath Hyman and Dylan Waterhouse for producing our theme song. And of course, our many loyal listeners, especially the folks who've been writing it every week, who have left reviews, who have just uh, supported us and told us, you know, what the show means to you and related your own stories. It wouldn't have been a thing if you hadn't started writing in after episode what, like two, <laughs> <laughs> with corrections. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Before we get into listener mail, Mike, I have one final question for you uh, that I think I would like to know and maybe the listeners would like to know. Two inches hard. (laughs) No, no, no. We know you've made that very clear. (laughs) What are you going to miss the most about this little project, this little three-year full-time job project that we've undertaken? Honestly, I, I never have ever gotten over hearing from listeners who this has meant something to like it so often just feels like us being absolute monsters and i forget that (laughs) you know people relate in a way i just never expected and i'm surprised every time and i'm i'm it feels like a privilege and uh, i will miss hearing from those folks how about yourself um i don't think there's ever going to be another three-year period of my life where i have a standing like two hour a week date with one of my best friends um it has been such a privilege to have um i don't know time in our schedule where we have to catch up because so many times like the the phone call with your friend is the last thing you know when there's other things going on in your life that takes the back burner and then you know weeks or months go by and you don't talk to the people in your life that that mean uh the most to you and uh what a gift it's been to uh be kind of forced to keep up with each other's lives in this way. Um, I think it has made us so much closer as friends uh, and something that I think after it finally sets in that this is over, I'm really going to miss. Oh, <laughs> I feel the same. We're allowed to have the phone call without the recording. We can do that. I know. 
I know it's so nice. Now you just have to call me from the ship, oh, <laughs> satellite fuck. phones and such. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for the final time, Mike, uh, do we hear from any listeners this week? We heard from a lot of listeners. Um, just gonna pull out a few. Uh, first we have one from Jacob. He said, just wanted to let you both know I've absolutely loved the podcast. I started at the end of the very first pandemic. (laughs) Yikes. And you guys have helped keep me company throughout it all. I will never forgive either of you for the podcast ending, but of course I hope the best for, for both of you. XOXO gossip girl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we've got one from Matt Jackson, who was one of the very first people to reach out to us. He started his podcast right around the same time as us. And we have kind of grown together. He's uh, the co-host of plant daddy podcast. And right in the beginning was like, Hey, we're podcast uh, companions. And it was, um, we've kind of had a journey together. He said, someone's favorite podcast, my favorite podcast. I've enjoyed the opportunity to listen and remotely be part of your friendship and camaraderie. Your blunt and honest discussion of Mike's journal and experiences has made my own experiences feel a bit more bearable, knowing I'm not alone dealing with difficult situations. Thank you for the laughs. Uh, I hope you record again in the future. Matthew. Very sweet. There's one here from Richard that just says, what is the dog's toupee? I won't figure this out by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's time. The dog's toupee is actually called. <laughs> so, you know, look him up. <laughs> um, and lastly, from Sarah Bentley. Dear Mike and Cam, thank you so much for your podcast. I could always count on your weekly repartee to send me into a fit of cackling laughter. Your episodes always brightened up my commute to and from work, as well as many lonely days at home in 2020 when I was a new listener and binging episodes right and left to catch up. My best friend introduced your podcast to me, and we talked about you both like you're our real friends. It seems hard to believe that Mikey is going on a cruise and we won't get to know about his sea days or what sweaty men are sitting on his bed. All I'm asking is that in two or three years, you'll both consider dusting off the microphones and starting the 2018 to 2022 edition. I could go on and on about how great I think you both are, but you probably have other fan mail to read. I think you're both truly amazing people, and I wish nothing but the best for you in the years to come. Thank you for the last two years. They've been hilariously amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm going to miss gonna miss hearing from these people. And one last thing before we go. Um, I have a confession to make. Oh, God. So on episode 60 or something. <laughs> what did you do? Um, when, I was, when I was up for that reality show, uh, they were sifting through all of my every, every piece of content I put on the internet. And there's a lot in this podcast. What I was really concerned about was James Corden. He was producing that show. And... <laughs> <laughs> We specifically, you can went in a long rant about James Corden in episode, I think 60 or 62, somewhere around there about, um, the prom mm-hmm. about just your full thoughts on his performance. And I thought that that could get back to him and keep me from getting cast. So after that episode was published, I went back and edited out that rant about James Corden <laughs> and republished the episode. And that's the only time I've ever done something like that. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Confession at the zero hour. Wow. Deathbed confessions with Mike Wessels. <laughs> i just thought i should get it off my chest um, all the disparagements of anne hathaway that didn't make the first cut of like i don't know 20 or so episodes and then james gordon adam to the funeral pyre uh anne hathaway the most mentioned and, and least published name on this podcast <laughs> uh all um, right mikey well uh you know, if uh, if people want more of my best friend's journal... Start from episode one, baby. I guess so, because you ain't getting any more here. Uh, um, as is tradition for a Christmas episode, we have a special song for you to say goodbye. So this is a little medley of uh, some Christmas songs you may recognize, uh, plus a new one. 
the new one, I want to tie this all back to the very first episode, is the song that was playing on repeat in the dessert room where Christine Baranski famously hoarded the cupcakes or desserts or whatever I said she took. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that full circle. Very elegant. I heard it all night long. So this is a throwback to episode one. (sighs) All right, friend. Um, That just about does it. So until next time. Until next time. love you but as long as there are stars above you you'll never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Though life would still go on, believe me The world could show nothing to me So what good would live and do me? God only knows what I'd be without you Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay This year is the last one for MBFJ Till we've wrapped this filthy show No more bussies, shit pants, or pubes from us homos If you have seen your own butthole Somewhere in your sordid past May we suggest you share the tale on your very own podcast. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, though life would still go on. Believe me, the world could show nothing to me. So, what good would live and do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. Oh, God only knows what I'd be without you. God only knows, God only knows what I'd be without you. Oh, God only knows what I'd be without you. God only knows, God only knows what I'd be without you. God only knows what I'd be without you.
that reminds me of that one time we talked about how we would feasibly poop on the same toilet together. And uh-huh. you, you and I had very different ideas about the logistics of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, you needed us to be face to face. I thought we'd which be face to really face, ankles together, like high, like dancer style. You know what I mean? <laughs> Holding each other's ankles. <laughs> kind of pressed as close together as possible. <laughs> Pressing our taints together so the turds kiss in midair. Yeah, we've been down this fucking disgusting rabbit hole. No, thank you. Anyway. Welcome to the Christmas episode. Um, 